Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hello, hello. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich, a show about living your very best life. Um, and we're in January, and we're in the week of January that there's a day called Blue Monday. Um, scientists and marketers and researchers have decided that there is a Monday in January where people's moods go to the ultimate lowest. And it seems that there might be truth to this because seeing as I run a clinic that specializes in anxiety and depression, um, this is the week that we hear from a lot of people that are they're not feeling well, they're not feeling good. So today's show is going to be about the January blues. Do you have the January blues? Do you want to know how to help yourself? Um, if so, stay tuned. This is the one for you. I will have licensed psychotherapist and specialist in depression and anxiety, Georgia Dow, joining me probably around the second segment. If you'd like to join the conversation, I know many of you don't because you don't listen to the show live, and that's okay. We understand. But if you are listening to it live, you can call us at one 866 You're always welcome to text me at one 514 You can even do it after the show. Um, we'll get to your question the next time, or you can email any questions you have at info at helpforanxietydepression.com, info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Um, so, sorry, some noise going off in my neck of the woods. Just a second. Let me get that noise away from where we are right now. Sorry about that. Um, January blues. What's this all about? Why do we get so down in January? It's really a tough time. The holiday bills are starting to arrive. School has restarted for the kids. I hear it from my kids like, oh, back to reality. And we are talking about short, cold, dark days. And when you have short, cold, dark days, it's really easy to feel sad. And I'm not even talking about SAD, the acronym Seasonal Affective Disorder, which is another problem that we'll probably briefly touch upon, but we've done a whole show on that if you want to look in our archives on Seasonal Affective Disorder, if you are suffering from that. Uh, fundamentally, though, the thought is that there really is something called post-holiday blues. I mean, let's think about it. Uh, you know, I, I get this myself. You know, come December, there's a bustle. There's a feeling in the air. Christmas is coming. The holidays is coming. And going on vacation is coming. Whatever, you know, holiday you celebrate is coming. There's many holidays people celebrate in December. I, I certainly want to mention that. Um, and you're with your family. And again, there's a little bit of pressure. Have a good time. But there is also, you're not working as much. You go off on your vacations, uh, hoping that you have some great times. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Either way, you're susceptible to the January blues because if you had a great time, there's the feeling like, oh, it's over with now, back to reality. And if you had didn't have a good time over Christmas, Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, then there's a feeling of like, oh my God, it wasn't even good. My holidays weren't good. And now I'm back to reality. So it's tough. It's a tough time. Uh, the days being short is going to have a big effect on mood. So I should say for anyone listening new that um, my specialty, myself, I'm a licensed psychotherapist specializing in anxiety and depression. My entire adult career has been on this topic. Um, it makes sense when the days are shorter, uh, when you're right after the holidays, that you would feel a little bit down, a little bit maybe even um, disappointed perhaps. Maybe things didn't turn out the way you had hoped. Uh, there are things that you can do, and I would go further than say more than things you can do. I would say things that you might need to do absolutely at this time. Um, so let's go through some strategies and talk about what we should be and maybe want to be incorporating in our life. And I say that because, um, you know, like yourselves, I walk through life with a lot of things I should be doing 
And should statements are very nice, but they don't really get the job done. You want to decide what do you want to do. So what I want and what I want for you guys is to feel better during this difficult time of the year. So there's lots and lots of things to consider. The first one I want to mention, that's probably the most important strategy at this time of year. And it's very, very hard to do, at least at first. I'll tell you my personal story on it in a minute, is to get outside. Getting outside is paramount to the January blues. Why? Okay, well, exposure to daylight is good for us, and we become depressed in darker months. We're, we're prone to that uh, because of our limit to sun exposure. So funny story about that is that I've never been one who goes outside in the winter. I live in Montreal, Canada. It's pretty cold here, especially lately. Uh, getting outside on a regular basis is not really that appealing. But I try to practice what I preach, and I've been set up a ritual this year where I go outside for a walk every single day, no matter what the weather is. And you know what started to happen? It's really interesting, is the other day it was like minus 22 uh, Celsius. That's really cold. Um, And I still went out, and I would have never done that in the past. So what started to happen is that when I don't go out, I crave it. I miss it. I don't feel as good. Our brains love to be in sunlight. And being in sunlight actually regulates our sleep cycles properly. It has a huge impact on your mood. So I'm going to put it out there that the first thing you want to do is get yourself outside every day. Today is a slushy day here in Montreal. Not an easy day to walk around. But I still went out there and I recommend you do. It's good for you. It will make you more productive. It's your first strategy on how to beat the January blues is to get outside. Getting outside is really a big one. So, and I will say this is with habits like this, like getting outside, they're not going to happen magically. You want to start with the idea of setting a commitment is here's what I want to do. I heard it's a good thing to go outside. Okay, tomorrow I'm going outside. What I tell myself often, and I suggest you do the same, is I say, like on that very cold day, I said, okay, I'll go out for five minutes and see how it goes. I And I didn't stay out long. I can promise you. I stayed out 15 minutes maximum that day. It was really cold. So do not overcommit. Do not say you're going to be out for an hour. Start with a five-minute walk and build upon that. We want to start to get you on a good rule with this. Another thing you can do at this time of year is um, find something that's positive in your life every single day. Um, You know, we're looking for meaning. Is what today went right in your life? What was nice? What was positive? You may want to think about it. You may want to write it down. Really important. This leads a little bit into something we've talked about before on the show, gratitude journals and really acknowledging what is going well in your life. This is a very powerful, powerful concept. Again, not something that's going to happen naturally to you, something you want to commit to. So you're listening to the show and you're going, ah, listen, I've heard all this before. Why? What? You know, come on. Listen, I've been doing this show a long time. I've been doing my work for a long time with people and The secret of life is not much of a secret, is there's strategies that will make you feel 100 times better, but they take a certain amount of effort and a little bit of wherewithal to commit to. So will you be that person today to take out your computer, open a word program and write down something that was positive in your life today? You don't have to. But I promise you, if you start doing it, you'll start to feel better. Are you going to look at your agenda and start to schedule some time outside? A small amount of time, five, 10 minutes, walk down the block, come back. I don't know. Something to think about. January is a good time to think about also getting out of your comfort zone. Comfort zone is one I also have a challenge with. I mean, at this time of year, I'm in my sweatpants. I I definitely want to be in my comfort zone. It's cold. It's January. I want to do things that are predictable. However, comfort zones are dangerous things because they stagnate us and they cease development. We want to welcome in this new year with some new hobbies or activities, getting out of our comfort zone, doing things that are, again, even like going outside, doing things that are not our typical behaviors will have a big, big impact on our mood. So something to definitely consider. Is it something that you can consider, again, unlikely, unless you commit to it? So the first thing you have to do on that is if I like to be in my sweatpants and staying home and nesting because it's January, but it's having a negative impact on my mood, I'm going to have to commit to do something a little bit outside of the box. 
Uh, that's not going to happen magically. I'm going to have to write it down. I'm going to have to open that calendar again. I am, if you listen to the show, a big believer in keeping a calendar that you write down what you want to get done. And if you write it down on, I know if I write it down on the calendar, it's going to happen. And if I don't, it's not. So we're going to take a break, but are you feeling a little down right now? January blues, kind of feeling tired and lethargic. There is a lot more than what we've even mentioned that can be done to make your January into something very, very positive. So sit tight. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. January blues, uh, shortest days of the year. Blue Monday just passed on January 21st. People feeling sometimes down. How do you get out of this? We talked about some strategies. There's many, many more I want to shoot back. But I'm very, very lucky because I've got Georgia Dow uh, with us to Georgia Dow, licensed psychotherapist and specialist in anxiety and depression, and often a frequent guest on Straight Talk who knows so much about January Blues. First of all, welcome back to the show, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here, but let's start on a personal note. So Blue Monday just passed. It's supposed to be the most depressing day of the year. That was last Monday or the Monday that just passed. How does Blue, how does January Blues impact your life? Do you feel it? Do you feel a little bit more lethargic at all or does it impact you at all? I definitely do feel a little bit like just a little bit more dark. I just don't, I want to sleep a little bit more. My, my blankets feel more comfortable. I feel a little bit less energy to that. And a lot of the population does feel at least a moderate amount of a difference between the difference in the amount of light that we get um, this time of year in comparison to that. Sometimes you're not always noticing, but for most of my clients that I see, they do feel different between now and during the summer months. Right. And, you know, I I wanted to ask you about you because, you know, you weren't able to be here for the first segment. I was talking about the importance of like going outside. It's one of the ways I cope with January because I also feel lethargic. No doubt about it. Our clients are feeling it. There's many things people can do. So, um, you know, I'm curious you know, you're, you're, you've just come from work, literally come from work. People are right, coming right, in right. talking about this. You know, I, I, I'm going to have fun with you going back and forth with strategies. What do you, what's your top strategy for January blues? So I, I think that you're right on the being outside. 
Um, but if you can't go outside, if it's like dangerous like it is right now um, to go outside and so you're worried about that, you can also get a full spectrum light. Just get a light bulb. You don't have to get the full light. You pick that up. And um, what you do is you just put it in an area where you're going to be, and that gives you a little bit more of the lighting like you were outside. It's not as good as being outside, but that's also a great strategy that you can do. You can find them on Amazon or go to a health food store. They probably will have them. And people notice that they feel a little bit better when they're able to do that. It's a really good point. And, you know, I did talk at the beginning of the show about there's January blues and there's seasonal affective disorder. And if you are, and I I referred people to a previous show I've done with you on seasonal affective disorder, but if seasonal affective disorder is something that's impacting your life, full spectrum lighting is the treatment of choice. It is really important. And you're right. You can get it at a health food store. You can get it at Costco, for goodness sake. Yes. I do not have seasonal affective disorder. I've certainly never been diagnosed with that, but I do have one of those lights and I love it. I absolutely love it. I get outside and I use my light. I, oh, I'm, saying, I'm not saying I'm bouncing off the walls, but I'm certainly not <laughs> falling into a depression, which is good. Right. So right. the next thing that I want to put out there, and I, you know, I think you'll probably agree with me on this, is it's almost like a little bit redundant because it comes up on so many of our shows. But certainly when we're talking about January blues is the importance of moving your body and exercise. Oh, yes. It's huge, right? Huge, huge. And the studies are just through the roof. This is not an area that we are not sure of will help your depression because if you're feeling a little bit, and again, I'm saying depressed by being a little bit more depressed. I'm not talking about if you are diagnosed with depression, which also it's helpful. But even with me feeling a little bit more down, if I'm moving around more, getting my body moving, I feel more motivated. I feel, again, it warms up your body. It creates more neurotransmitters. You will feel better if you are moving around. Though, how do you, Sandra, because like a lot of people will say, but I just can't just do it. Like it's like that hard. It's those first steps of making this into a habit. Do you have any tips or suggestions to get people from off the couch or Netflix to be able to actually do something? Well, that's a great question, Georgia, and I do love my Netflix, so I, I can see yeah, the people <laughs> on the Netflix. And I think that, you know, it was funny, I was just about to ask you the same thing, because the concept <laughs> is that these, all these strategies, and I said this before, they're great in theory, but, you know, yes. you're feeling lethargic, I don't feel like exercising. So you kind of answered your own question when you said, how do you get people to just do it? I think those three words are the key words, is the just do it. So I talked about writing it down, committing mm-hmm. to it, and doing that's it. That's a good one, yeah. I'm really big on the idea... Yeah, I make deals with myself all the time. Um, they're like really strange deals. Like I say things like, okay, look, you got to go do your exercise. Um, but here's the deal, Sandra. You only have to do it for five minutes. If you want to stop after five minutes, I'm okay with that. I like and that one. There, there's a voice in my head that says, well, that's not going to make any difference at all. But I say, no, 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 I'm going to take the five minutes. And you know what happens is you do the five minutes and the five minutes turns into 10 and turns into 15 and boom, you start a routine. And for myself, I am very disciplined about about these things because I very much follow the just do it. It has to be part of my daily life. So it's a commitment. I think a commitment is important. I don't wait to feel like exercising. I think that's the trap. People think mm. they're going to feel like exercising. Yeah. I never feel like exercising. I can assure you. What about you? Yeah, no, I, 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 the way that I would feel like doing it, if I'm doing something that I enjoy, so it's not exercising per se, it might be swimming or it might be dancing or doing something else that's more of a fun activity for me. So it might be cleaning the house. It doesn't have to be specific to exercising. What we talk about when we say exercise is getting your heart moving. Your heartbeat is at a faster rate than it was before. So it could be doing something else to that or just putting some music on, dancing around in your living room. That works. And if I'm really feeling like I'm not in the mood to do anything, I might just do 10 squats, 10 wall push-ups, 10 sit-ups. And I'm like, you know what? It's, I, then I feel a little bit more, like you said, keep on going. I might do a little bit more to that. But it also changes my day. I'm feeling a little bit better after that than I did before. So for you, I mean, Georgia, the, you, know, you and I, we're both believers, but I've never really asked you this question. So I don't really know what you do these days for exercise. So during these months where you're feeling a little bit lethargic, how do you get yourself to get off the couch and go exercise? How do you do it? And do you it's, do it? Yes, it's the, it's the hardest thing to that. So you might want to say, 
you know, like for me, I want to learn how to dance because I, I don't dance that well. But um, I think I do. Not, I not, not true, actually. Better than this. <laughs> so, um, you know, find something that you want to do or you might want to learn how to juggle. So it might not be my skill that you want to do, but you want to make this something that's more fun. And some people like to do it together. So you might find someone else that's like, you know, wanting to take a walk or could be walking your dog or bringing them to the park. Do something that's fun to that. But I have to say, it, it's something that I want to increase the levels of what I'm exercising because it's really good for you. It's not just good for your body. It's really healthy for your brain. Good for your sleep cycles to that and it will change your mood. So you want to kind of find that. And if you want, like make a little sticker chart or make a little like, you know, calendar. And every time you've exercised, put it up on the wall. If I do that, I always do more of whatever activity I'm trying to increase. I love the stars, no doubt about it. So are you saying that these days you're doing dance classes? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm thinking of actually, and I, I'm not sure that I'm going to do this, but um, a friend of mine also wants to learn how to dance. Uh, so we might actually hire someone and teach us some dance moves um, mm-hmm. so that, yeah, yeah, I'm, we're thinking about it because uh, more exercise is better. And we, you know, we haven't, the weather has not been like really apropos of skiing, which is what we usually do in the wintertime. So we have to fill it with something else. I love it. I love it. And I, you know, you were talking about the brain and I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of research that shows in many cases, exercise works as well as an antidepressant medication. It's yes. really something to take yes. in. Like this is not small stuff. Like no. it's, that's the other way I get myself doing it is that, you know, I rem- I like science and I if something's proven to make me feel better, it's kind of like, why wouldn't I do it? Well, I don't mm-hmm. feel like doing it, but the reward is so great. So it's a big one, no doubt about it. I think from exercise, we have to move on to food and we're not going to oh, get yeah. specific foods, but certain, certainly eating certain foods really helps the January blues. Uh, there's a lot of research on that. You know, if you're starting to eat a lot of, you know, sugary carbohydrates, that's mm-hmm. not mood right no it's not and you're you're again remember that during these times of month it's well hibernation wanting to I'm stay sorry. in the cave sorry. and keep up all of your calories georgia i'm sorry we kind of lost you can you repeat that yeah. one more time please so this is the time of year when our bodies kind of want to go into this mild form of hibernation so we want to store calories we want to gain calories it's a little bit of a preset to us. And that's when we might want those fatty foods, the carbs, uh, maybe for some people, even the salty foods. And they're not really what's good for us because, you know, food is plentiful. If food is not plentiful, that's a different story to that. But they will actually make us crave them more. What you want to do is you want to do the opposite. And I, the way that I do it, and I don't know, I'll, I'll ask you, Sandra, how you do it. But I always ask myself before I eat something, how am I going to feel after I eat this? And do you? Know? Do you? Yeah, yeah, what? I do. Am I going to feel good after I eat this? Because there's some foods that I really like, but I don't feel good after I eat this. And mm. to be, instead of eating unconsciously, to be able to eat and have an awareness to how you feel when you're eating that is really powerful. So I'll eat something and I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to feel really ill if I eat this and I might still eat some but I won't eat to the level where I will feel ill off of that more often than not because I'm self-aware well I think that you know you're bringing up something that's really probably one of your biggest secrets and an important one is that even the fact that you have the thought before you eat something that's an emotional intelligence asking yourself how you're going to feel afterwards to me that's incredible emotional intelligence because um most people are and what all of us we fall into sometimes just impulsively doing things. And I think that right. that's a real skill set. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, really like that you do that because I, I, I do it too. And I think it's, I think it's, it's a, it's a game changer. People say I'm very disciplined. I, I think I am disciplined, but it's more that is I've learned through trial and error, what works and what doesn't. It's connecting those dots. Don't you think? Oh, I think so. I think so. Absolutely to that. I think that, It's empowering yourself to be in control instead of having your emotions control your actions for you. And it's hard. It's not something that you can always do, which I understand. But it is something that you want to be empowered by. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And I think that um, certain foods just don't feel good after you eat them. They feel good yes. while you're eating them, but not after. So if you're struggling in January, it, diet is going to play a huge role. It also affects the quality of sleep we have. You know, oh, people having meals before they go to bed, like they're feeling down, lethargic, let's stuff my face. But then mm-hmm. you're, you're going to wake up feeling even worse. And then there is the fact that you do tend to gain weight, which again, it becomes a bit of a cycle right because right. they're feeling like I've gained weight I don't feel like exercising it's like you're spiraling down and you feel more and more tired yes exactly and that it feeds onto itself if you're not at the weight that you should be um, and that you feel happy at then you're gonna have a harder time to be able to sleep well you're not gonna be you're gonna you know want to eat even worse because you're feeling down and it's something that you want to be aware of yeah, I, I, I think it is something you want to be aware of, no doubt about it. And I think that coming to the sleep issue leads into the next thing I want to talk about. And it's a tricky one because I know it's something you believe a lot in and it's, it's, it's important. Uh, but that's the concept of having a nap. Yes, <laughs> I do like napping. I'm not going to lie. Napping to me is a, a wonderful time if you uh, have the opportunity to be able to do it. I like to take a nap if I need. But I try not to take a really, I try not to have a sleep Right. There's a difference between a nap and a sleep. That's what I wanted you to talk about, because at the end of the day, there's a difference between having a nap and having too much sleep. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So so if you sleep too much, we've all the studies have shown that if you actually sleep for, you know, 10 hours plus, you can feel more depressed and more sad. Um, if that is the case to it. And so you also want to monitor sleep is good, but too much sleep can actually make you feel worse. And napping, now a nap should be, you know, you want to do it like, you know, five minutes, 15 minutes or 45 minutes type of thing. And you don't want to go, and that would be one sleep cycle, about 45 minutes. Um, But you don't want to do three sleep cycles because then it's going to wreck your nighttime sleep. Okay. And you don't want to sleep you, it, it's easier for us. Now, again, some people have shift work and, and they can't do that. They have to kind of find their time to sleep. So getting all your sleep hours is more important than not. But you also don't want to wreck your sleep habits that you've slept so much in the day that you can't sleep at night. Okay. So, and we don't want to sleep too much, you're saying. Not too much. No, not too much sleep. So if you're finding yourself that you're wanting to sleep, you know, 10, 11, 12 hours, um, 10 being kind of that beginning point of going, hmm, and then you want to start asking yourself, you know, is it my diet? Is it my health? Is it that I'm starting to feel depressed? Have I lost motivation? Um, you might want to start looking into what's happening to that. Like those are some of the warning signs, right, Sandra? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think this topic, uh, you know, merits a little bit more conversation. We're going to take a short break, uh, but don't go far. We'll talk about, you know, what is the magic number with sleep Mm -hmm. and how do you incorporate naps into your life? It can have a great impact on SAD. It can have a great impact on the January blues. We'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety. Featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at helpforanxietydepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or helpforanxietydepression.com. 
your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So uh, back on Straight Talk with Sandra Rich, I am joined by uh, the amazing Georgia Dow, <laughs> specialist in anxiety and depression, emotional intelligence, all sorts of things that are coming up today. Before we go any further, you know, it, I, I always want you to do the shout out. I think it's important because um, we have some DVDs. Um, on emotional intelligence, on depression, um, on the things that come up at this time of year. And people do ask on how they can get it. And when I say DVDs, I always date myself a little bit because a lot of people are, don't even, I, I find this very weird, but a lot of people don't even know what DVDs are. And it's not mm. even correct that I say that because the, the way we have them is people can automatically download them on their computers, right? Yes, and it goes straight to your computer. You can listen to it in the privacy of your own home. Really easy, very fast. You don't have to worry. It doesn't matter what you're using. So you just go to the website, which is anxiety-videos.com or master-life.com. And then you can order whichever ones you want. We even have package deals. And then you download them. You get a download, click, downloads. You can listen to them as many times as you want to from the comfort of your house. A lot of people, you know, I had a few people te- asking me, uh, texting me and asking me that when we talk about this, what do they get if they download it? Like, so if I purchase a download on depression, what, what am I getting? So the great part is that, um, you know, Sandra, you've, you've done this for a very long time. You are a master at understanding how to help people. You've helped thousands and thousands of people. And so what you get is the best techniques from yourself and myself. Um, going through how to treat this. And we actually go through the step-by-step tools of what do you do to get out of it? And I usually tell my people, listen to like 10 minutes, because that would be one or two sessions of seeing a a therapist privately to that. We kind of mix in all of the different techniques. So it's very information rich, but you can't do everything from one DVD. So I say, listen to a little bit, you get the homework, do that. You've like, you know, we talk about maybe food, sleep and exercise. So then spend a week of doing that. And then when you're at that saying, you know what, I'm doing it, then you move on to the next piece to that. And so it's it's really filled with different tools and techniques to do it. <laughs> I love doing them with you because I always learn so much while I'm I'm listening about that. And the funniest part was I was listening to our emotional intelligence and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I remember things that we've said that can be helpful. And I'm like, you know what, I'm not doing the, enough of this. I need to go back. So even for us as professionals, we also sometimes need to go back to the basics and say what's working for us and what's not and what be empowered to, you know, if things aren't going well in life, what can we change to get there, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, they're they're very reasonably priced, a lot cheaper than going to therapy. So sometimes people can't go to therapy or not mm-hmm. comfortable going to therapy or just want to increase their repertoire, anxiety-videos.com, master-life.com, definitely a great way to go. Now flipping the conversation from digital downloads to the rule of technology, because preparing for the the show, January blues, you have to be careful. I find, you know, I was reading this and I was like, oh yeah, I can relate to this is Mm -hmm. in January. Apparently there's a huge spike in people being on technology, social media Mm -hmm. accounts, emails and, and, you know, Facebook and so on and so forth doesn't help the January blues, does it? It makes you feel worse. We, we know that being on Facebook and other sets of social media actually make you feel more down. And that's not just, I'm talking about social media specifically, really causes a great depression to your mood. Um, and just being on technology, and I, I'm definitely a culprit of this, I spend way too much time on technology. And I one of my things that I'm working on is spending less time on tech. Truly, I want to curb that because I spend too much time on it. And it, even if I'm not on technology, if I'm reading, say, you know, just different articles that are interesting to me, I'm not bettering myself during this time. You know, sometimes we use it as avoidance. Sometimes it's because it's easy. But what we want is we really do want to take a look at what are we consuming, our food, our sleep, 
our relationships, which I know that we're going to get into, and how much time that we're on tech. What, what is your relationship to tech and, and how do you feel about this? Well, I feel like, like, you know, the story of my life is a lot of conflicts really, because like mm. really if I listen to my inner, um, if I didn't what be careful sort of what you talked about with the food think about what i do mm-hmm. before i do it i'd be on technology day and night and eating junk food day and night and never getting outside and not exercising and that would be my story because sometimes what you want to do is not what you need to do and there's a difference so the thing is i love technology i'm very into reading articles i'm fascinated by people politics there's no end of things that interest me but there's no doubt that my mood starts to dip if i'm on technology a lot there's no doubt that my mood starts to dip if i don't move if I don't get outside. So like yourself, I have have to put some limits on the amounts of technology that I use in my life. So what I do is I just tell myself, okay, at this amount of time, I'm going to go on technology. Yes. And do you give yourself a cutoff? I not formally. I just, I don't, well, you know what, honestly, um, I'm not, I think that I'm not as good as you on this. <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, Sandra, there's, I use an iPhone and they actually have something called screen time that tells you how long you've been on tech, which is one of the things that actually made me feel I was really stark about it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, so there's something they call screen time. So you can find out what you're on and for how long. And on the holidays... I did a show on health and fitness and we talked about technology and I looked at my screen time and it said, this is so horrible, but it said seven hours and I went seven hours a week. I'm like, we're here a week. I'm I'm on seven hours a week. It was a day. Uh, Really? (laughs) I was so shocked by, you know, like I'm in my snuggies, I'm just chilling out, but my phone the entire time was open and and on and always with me and I went that's not okay and so that it was it it actually embarrassed me I was embarrassed because I I try to be really good about this and I just let myself slip into like that's one third of my day was on my phone and maybe it was passive and I was reading things or it was open still not okay it is absolutely no excuse and that's what kind of gave me that shock of I have to fix this. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm glad you said that because that's why I kind of trailed off because I suddenly felt <laughs> a little bit like, uh, yeah, I don't know if I can really say I'm really good about this because right. I probably am on technology too much. Uh, the only thing I can say is when my mood dips too much, I know exactly where I have to make some changes. But right. technology right. is very, very addictive and it's, it, yes. it is a really good way of avoiding things. That's your seven mm-hmm. hours of also avoidance to not do other things. There's no doubt about and it. And I didn't do other things, right? right. Um, can- I, I didn't... I wanted to do a painting I didn't do my painting I wanted to do because boredom is what creates that like sometimes things of being bored is actually good because you'll then do something else and at the end of the day when I and I I had a great holidays and I I don't feel bad about watching tv shows or when I watched movies together I thought it was great but I went you know what did I feel really great when like I was just on like just doing mindless things that they weren't actually group or family or this and that I'm like, ah, you know what? I think I would have felt better if I had done some of my painting, had more variety. And so, yeah, you want to be honest with yourself. And sometimes you're not going to like what you see. And it might shock you, but sometimes that might be what you need. Well, I really love what you just said. And, you know, I, I, I want to highlight it as you said, you want to be honest with yourself. I think that might be one of the, like, that's a brilliant statement, Georgia. That might be the key to all of it is you have mm. to be honest with yourself. And when you saw the seven hours, tell yourself the truth. I'm not okay with this. It's not okay. But you ha- you were being honest with yourself because you wanted to see the number. And people don't always want to know the truth. And that's a that's wonderful true. quality on your part. And, you know, it, it does segue into what we'll, you know, we're going to take a break, but we'll come back and talk about is the importance at this time of year in particular of spending time with people you love yes again, again if the if you're on technology you're not going to be spending time with people and and then when mm-hmm. you're with them, you're checking your phone you're not really with them let's be honest exactly you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and you're not going to look back and say you know i wish i passed more levels of candy crush you're just not going to do that <laughs> that's hysterical which is <laughs> we're going to talk about laughter too so sit tight we'll be right back on straight talk with sandra Reich. Thank you. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I am here with Georgia Dow, psychotherapist, incredible psychotherapist, specialist in anxiety and depression. Uh, um, co-founder of anxiety-videos.com. Uh, she can be found at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. I know you won't remember the number, Georgia, so I'll I give was, it. It's I was five. thinking about that. I was thinking uh, about, oh no, I bet she does. I hope she doesn't ask me. <laughs> no worries. 514-777-4530. Um, Georgia, we're talking about the importance of spending time with friends, which really the Mm. research from Mayo Clinic shows that enhances levels of happiness, reduces stress, improves self-confidence, self-worth. This is a great deal. Cultivate a sense of belonging and purpose. Help you cope with traumas and encourage you to ditch unhealthy lifestyle habits like Mm -hmm. time time for us to get together my goodness it's really a good deal and yet in january it's probably the last thing you're thinking of doing at the end of the day is getting together with a friend so that's what i mean my life is a lot of conflicts because you i think that life is like that you have to not always do what you feel like doing and sometimes you have to try to go beyond as i said the comfort zone before you joined us beyond the comfort zone thoughts yes i think that you're right i think that it's you know, sometimes you don't want to go, it's, it's effort, right? We don't want to deal with the effort. We want to just stay comfortable. It's cold, maybe outside where you are, or you don't want to hang out, but to be able to laugh, to be able to not feel alone, it's really important. And now in our technological age where there's less things that bring us together, we are often lacking. I find that loneliness of, of people not having quality relationships around them is one of the large issues that I deal with that never used to be because there were things that we would get together so we would see people more often to that. And it isn't just being with people, but it's also the quality of people, right, Sandra? Oh, yeah. I'm glad you made that point because I I, it's, I feel like I, I don't want to say I should have said it, but I should have said it because it's not just getting together with people that's going to work. You definitely want to walk away from a get-together with the person feeling better than when you started, not worse. Because if you're oh, with yeah. like uh, emotional vampires, that's certainly not going to work. Um, mm-hmm. People is really important, um, you know, having nice conversations as opposed to just um, gossiping and falling into the pit because of how horrible mm-hmm. things are. Which brings up a question. We have some questions on Facebook, some comments from our listeners. So some one of our listeners is talking about, like, this idea of feeling so exhausted and fed up of the winter. And that's a good question I have for you is, you know, that's that's a mental state, right? I'm fed up of the winter. I'm tired of living in a cold place. If you live in a cold place, you've had this thought. It's just horrible. It's only January. It feels endless. What do you tell someone who's feeling that way? I'm fed up of winter. What are your what do you say? And, and I can empathize with that thought process to it. 
But the problem with saying that is that you are now re-victimizing yourself to winter Mm -hmm. or to the cold. Your own mind frame, what you tell yourself will color the story of of where you're at. So I would, and and this, again, this is um, a thought process of what you should practice of trying to make, you know, as, as you always say, the lemons out of lemonade, uh, lemonade out of lemons is try to make the best to that. And so find, you know, I ski because one of the reasons is that I wanted to have a sport of something joyous that I do during the winter time, not just stay inside of the cave. So it might be, you know, make your own rituals of this is the time when we're going to do hot chocolate by a fire or we're going to, you know, make a snowman or we're going to try to find something beautiful that we can do or enjoyable, even if it's indoors to that, that you can do with winter. Because even saying that, it, it puts you in a bad mind frame when you say, I'm, I'm, you know, so sick of winter. I could feel that. It gave me an emotion to that statement. And the more that you think negative thoughts to something, and at the beginning when you say nice things, you might not believe them. That's okay. Just go with it. But the more that you try to be positive about it, the more that you are releasing happy neurotransmitters. And you want to go through that to help fight those kind of, you know, January blues. Any thoughts on that, Sandra? Well, first of all, I thought we said was like right on the mark, and I, I want you to go a little further and explain this to people because I know what you're talking about because we've talked about this recently within our meetings at the clinic. I want you to highlight the re-victimize yourself by saying that and also the idea that you're actually training your brain again to go over and over again back into a very dark place. So what do you mean by re-victimizing yourself? If I'm just saying I'm fed up with the winter, how am I re-victimizing myself? Be- well, because what you're doing by saying that is that, you know, you're, the, the complaint to that is making yourself feel powerless. It is not a empowering statement to that. And when we talk about what happens when you're saying poor me to yourself, which sometimes is okay, we all go through those moments to it. But what we want to do instead is to feel empowered and say, you know what, I don't like it when it rains in the winter. What am I going to do about it? That's a much more active statement. And the way that you look at yourself, if you see yourself as a victim, that creates a lot of, again, for your brain, you end up releasing, you know, those anxieties, those fear neurotransmitters, which feel unpleasant, adrenaline and cortisol running through your system, which words do create neurotransmitters in your system is unpleasant to that. You say the same, again, the same issue. I don't like the rain. I'm going to figure out how to make myself enjoy this and not let this rain take this from me. That's much more empowering. Or I'm going to make this fun. How can I make this that could be unpleasant, fun and wonderful? Because we're all hit with things that are unpleasant to that, but you don't want to look at yourself as this is taking away power from me. You want to reclaim that. Uh, you might want to add that. I might. I don't know how clear I was to answering your question on it. No, no, it's clear. I just, you know, I go one step further. So instead of walking around saying I'm so fed up of this winter, what would be mm-hmm. the new sentence I'd be saying? You know, the new message I'm sending to my neuronal pathways, if you will, uh, when I'm not a huge fan of winter, what do I say? You could say that, you know what, I'm going to make winter, this is going to be the best winter that I'm ever going to have. I'm not letting winter take my happiness from me. Or it could be, you know, uh, what can I do that would make winter fun? It could be a question to that of what can I do about this? What is this? Is this going to be a challenge instead of this is going to be a defeat? I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think it, you know, it's, it's core to, you know, many other things other than the winter blues is the story you tell yourself is the story mm-hmm. of your life and you run yes. this. We're just about out of time, but I want to go through some quick short snappers as I like to call them. Um, I want to mention that alcohol and junk food, we talked about junk food. I want to mention alcohol, Ooh, alcohol. That's a good you know, one. Christmas time, holiday time, nothing, you know, people like to imbib. I get it. No problem. No judgment. Alcohol is a depressant. I want people to remember Mm -hmm. that. So the tendency Mm -hmm. to drink more when you're feeling down, unfortunately, has a circular effect. I just wanted to get that out there. Thoughts on that, Georgia? You're right. I'm so happy that you brought that up because it's a very common answer to that because it shuts your brain off. You don't think you're not going to worry. So it seems like an escape, but it's an escape that makes you pay later. 
And so I think that you're absolutely right. You should watch your alcohol consumption, especially if you're feeling down. The opposite to that would be exercise. And yes, it's a cost at first. It's easier to take a glass of wine or whatever you enjoy than it is to, you know, climb up and down the stairs 10 times. But which one are you actually going to feel better to? You're, you're absolutely right. You really do want to watch out to that. And is that your pattern of escape? Well said, uh, you know, so the alcohol is there. I'll say one more and then I'll leave the mm-hmm. last words to you, Georgia. Listening to music has been shown to have a oh, huge nice. effect on people in, and their mood. Meditating, these things work extremely well. Singing along with the music affects your mm-hmm. mood. Why not try it today? Georgia, final thoughts. Love it. And I would say do something fun, something fun, something simple. Again, little moments of happiness that you have. I just got a puzzle set. I haven't done a puzzle in ages. Uh, So my kids and I, we're going to put it out on the floor. And every once in a while, when we're feeling, we're just going to do a little puzzle. Again, clicking that piece in. When you find a piece, you get a small shot of dopamine. It's wonderful. Um, So creating something, laughing, um, or childish, silly fun. Don't think that that is beneath you or that you're an adult. You can't have fun anymore. Fantastic stuff. Thank you so much, Georgia, for coming on the show. I always enjoy listening to you. You said when you listen to the videos, you get ideas. I get mm-hmm. some ideas listening to you. Oh, Great ideas. <laughs> Again, you can find more of Georgia at anxiety-videos.com, master-life.com, or 514-777-4530. You can reach me at the same number. And uh, it is January. It is a tough time for people. Consider putting in some of these habits in your life. Thank you, Georgia, so much for joining us today. I know it took a certain amount of effort, and I really do appreciate it. No, oh, thank you so much for having me. Um Thank you all for listening as well. And I invite you to come back to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich next week. Uh, if you'd like to stay in touch with us, you can reach us at info at healthforanxietydepression.com. You can hear this in any prior show as a podcast on my website, straighttalksandrareach.com, on the podcast app of your iPhone or on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Feel free anytime to drop me a comment or question at info at healthforanxietydepression.com. My name is Sandra Reich, and I promise we're going to be talking about January again next week but anyways we're going to continue on my name is Sandy Reach and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday same time same channel in the meanwhile keep your eyes on the stars Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and will tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.